Today on Through the Tunnel, we're going to take you down to Louisiana, the boot, where we're going to talk about players from this state that, again, like other states that are big and vast, uh, often get overlooked, but have produced over time some really good talent. Uh, We're going to touch all ends of the state today. Uh, My guests today include Sean Dumas, head coach at Crescent City Christian, which is located in New Orleans. Um, And he talks about some of the challenges that that go with coaching in New Orleans, which is a unique uh, set of challenges in itself. We're going to talk to Coach Jeff Jones, the head coach at Madison Prep, also uh, very influential with Louisiana Elite AAU. Uh, They're down in Baton Rouge. We're going to talk to Coach Dexter Washington, head coach, athletic director, football coach, man of many hats at Hamilton Christian, which is out in Lake Charles, Louisiana. We're also going to talk to Josh Preston, who does as good of a job as anyone in uh, in terms of their local media for NOLA.com, covering high school hoops. Um, you can catch highlights from, from his Twitter almost every single night. Uh, so there's no excuse not to recruit uh, Louisiana. And we'll touch on some of the other areas, Monroe, Lafayette, Shreveport. Um, there's a lot of real estate to cover in Louisiana hoops. And if you come down and, and get to know some of these great people who are um, just energetic, uh, have a lot of uh, passion and pride in where they're from, you're going to find yourself a good ball player. Want a good ball player? Want to get become a better ball player? Get a Dr. Dish. Make sure you follow Dr. Dish on Twitter at Dr. Dish B Ball. Again, that's at Dr. Dish B Ball to uh, catch some some video clips that they post daily with uh, different ideas on how to utilize the machine. Want to get the machine a little bit cheaper? I'm sure we all do. You can get three hundred dollars off by mentioning this ad through Rising Coaches. Okay, you've got a machine in your gym. Maybe it's a little old. Might be a different brand. Doesn't matter. You'll get a trading credit whenever you contact Dr. Dish today. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our guests. We're now going to go through the tunnel to the boot. Let's talk some Louisiana hoops. All right, we've come now through the tunnel, down to the boot in Louisiana, talking to gentlemen that really know this game from one edge of the state to the next. Let's get right into it, fellas. Louisiana is a very unique state, um, and it's got pockets of and regions that are that are different. I want to start like we do in all of our other episodes. Let's talk about each region so that the listeners have a good feel for um, everything else. Give us a baseline. Coach Sean, why don't you start? Tell us about NOLA. Coach Jones, you follow up with Baton Rouge. Coach Washington, Lake Charles area. And, and then we'll just fill in from there. Man, right now uh, in NOLA, thank you. Thank you so much for having me first, uh, Coach Nemo. Um, but in NOLA, man, we, we right now we seeing such a um, and just like all over the state, man, we seeing so so much talent right now, man. Um, on on a rise, man. High school basketball is officially not that it went anywhere, but it's officially back, man. Um, you know, I think the recruitment is going where it needs to go. Um, I mean, we we just have. Uh, uh, influx of talent right now all over the state, man. Um, and and I think we're doing our part in in, in Nola, doing what we need to do um, to set the you know set the record straight and 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 be prominent uh, recruits, um, not just in the boot, but also um, you know in in you know just nationwide. And so you know we're doing a great job. You know we got some kids that's that's coming that's up and coming, man. That's playing above the rim, and not only that, but also really good student athletes and and even good kids off the court as well so um you know down down in nola man we we you know we got a whole bunch of talent we're making it happen and i'm super excited about the future coach jones tell us about baton rouge oh man you know baton rouge is um you know first of all i got i got a piggyback on thank you for thinking about me man and, and having me on here glad this panel with such esteemed gentlemen um like piggybacking off Sean, it's a lot of talent right now, and I can credit that to a lot all over the state. Kids are getting involved earlier. Uh, uh, it, it's crazy. I joke about it, but, you know, in the years I've been in basketball, training and all that used to be for guys that were really good or, or really, you know, rich kids. There are kids that are getting training at seven, eight, nine years old. You're seeing the difference in their games and some of the things that these kids are doing. Uh, in the Baton Rouge area, Scotlandville has some has some very good players. Liberty High School, 
is uh is gonna be a team on the rise. You got some good young guys. Um, Southern Lab has a Ringo Boudreau team. Um, you know, we got a couple kids over here that can play, play a little bit. Um, it, it's very very competitive. You know, and, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm praying and hoping that we get a chance to play. You know, just kind of watching what's going on with football and this pandemic. You know, I just hope we get a chance to. For these kids to, to be able to play, you know, even if it means fans in the gym. But, um, it, it's a lot of young kids here now. This 2021 class is not that strong, but the 2022, 2023, and 2024, probably three of the stronger classes we've had in the last six or seven years in Louisiana. Coach Washington, before you tell us a little bit about the Lake Charles area, I do want to come back to a point you made, Coach Jones, about the development. Um, in the state of Louisiana and at a younger age. We'll, vi we'll visit that point a little bit later on in the in the show. Coach Washington, tell us about uh, Lake Charles. Coach, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, uh, having me on the show with these uh, two state champion coaches and the state champion writer. You know, uh, those guys right there uh, uh, have reached a plateau in their careers with all those trophies in there. I don't know if they hiding them or whatever, but uh, <laughs> they got so many they don't fit behind. They got to move them off into a second yeah, location. Those, those are my guys right there, man. But uh, Lake Charles area, uh, you know, and I'm I'm gonna be very transparent and honest about it. Uh, I've been in Lake Charles 20 years. I started out of middle school, and you know, basketball other than Washington Marion back in the days, Lake Charles Boston, you know, in the, in the, in the smaller schools, the Class B's and C. Those were the teams that 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 primarily focus on on basketball. Uh, here lately, uh, uh, Hamilton Christian and and a few other schools have 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 started to to put Lake Charles on the map uh, as far as basketball go. I know uh, AAU programs now come this way to pick up a few kids. Uh, uh, Mark Vidal, great basketball player, Washington is now was the defensive player of the year uh, at Baylor University. And, uh, you know, it's starting to pick up the problem we have in this area, football and baseball country. And uh, I, I have to battle those different things. But uh, from a basketball perspective here in Lake Charles, they want to be where Baton Rouge and New Orleans and Lafayette and the Shreveport and Monroe area is when it's time to play for playoffs. But truth be told, man, it's not a dominant sport here. Uh, uh, our programs here have a long way to go. Uh, there is training that's starting at an earlier age, but I think the schools in this area focus predominantly on the football aspect of it and, and baseball. You know, me being the athletic director, head football and basketball, one don't take precedent over the other, so I got advantage. You know, uh, if I want to play with football player on a Friday and then play him on a Saturday for a jammery, I can do that. I won't get in trouble with no football coach. But, uh, you know, we're trying to catch up to these guys. We've got a long way to go. Uh, my program uh, is pretty competitive, but I'm talking about Lake Charles as a whole. Uh, we just we just got a long way to go, and that's being transparent about it. And I love the transparency, and I think uh, the listeners who are predominantly college coaches are going to hear that and understand that there's a lot of upside to what we see, and at least that's what I saw in my time down in, at South Alabama when I would come and recruit the state, that there's a lot of – athletes there's a lot of talent a lot of upside josh we 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 haven't touched on i know you're from new orleans um but talk to us a little bit about and everybody else can chime in as well coach washington mentioned shreveport monroe um you know some of the other parts of the state uh what what is the basketball scene looking like in those parts of the state yeah, I think the talent is uh, pretty spread out. You know, uh, Louisiana, we don't really produce a lot of big men. We're real guard heavy. And that's pretty much true this year and, you know, year in and year out. Um, I think the talent, like I said, is pretty spread out, especially, you know, up to Shreveport. We got a couple of really good prospects up there. Uh, Coach Dumas can kind of speak to that. He actually played a couple of them in the uh, state championship last year. Yeah. Uh, Calvary Baptist. And, um, you know, like I said, it kind of like, like you mentioned, Monroe, we got a few teams out that way. So uh, I think it's just a really competitive state all around. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the season. I think it'll be a pretty good one. For sure. And I, I'd be remiss if I don't early on in this give some credit where credit's due. Josh is one of the best in the nation at promoting the kids in in his jurisdiction. OK, and like when I was d down there in, in the in the Gulf, 
I would just look at his Twitter and I have I have a cheat sheet every single night. I knew exactly what everybody was doing. Uh, and if I wanted to save that two hour ride down I-10, I'm, I'm up to date on everything because of Josh's Twitter handle. So I want to make sure you guys follow him. If you want to recruit NOLA, Louisiana, you'd be wise to follow him. Coach Jones, I'll come to you. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, man. Of course. Uh, I want to come to you on this uh, thought. And then, uh, Sean and, and Coach Watch, I want you to follow up. Let's talk about take it back to when their kids are six, seven, eight, nine, youth age. Training is not as prevalent. Before we, we got on, I, I gave a story of um, before I the first workout I went to in New Orleans, the workout was delayed an hour because there's 50 kids in the gym practicing hiking and practicing uh, collecting snaps. I'm like, damn, there's not 50 starting quarterbacks in the whole state. How How is this many kids working on snapping? What about the basketball guys? But there's been a shift. There's been a little bit of a shift. Talk about what uh, is available, what used to be available to kids and where we are today so that we know, you know, that there is that shift. Coach Jones, you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, you know, now um, – you know, even our, our AAU, I'll use AAU for example. Our AAU organization, when I started grassroots, I don't know, 20 years ago, uh, it was pretty much your better high school kid type players. You know, now our grassroots program goes all the way down to five and six and under. Um, I recently just started a bitty basketball program. You know, parents are more and more wanting to get their kids in activities. And, and basketball is just one of those sports that everybody up until a certain age wants to play. I mean, you got kids now that are training that, that won't end up being basketball players. But that's just something that basketball has always been a popular sport. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to play football at the very, even though it's a football state, you know, the concussion protocol and all that kind of stuff, kind of slow football down as far as the youth, young ages. But, you know, now these kids that are identified good basketball players, seven, eight, nine year old, they are getting sports-specific skill-type training. You know, you can go to a, a rec league game. I know it's in new cases in New Orleans and, and other places you've seen um, Johnson. You know, at a nine-year-old, it, it's not uncommon to see a nine-year-old do in-and-out crossover and layup. You know what I'm saying? It's not uncommon to see guys finishing with the left hand off the right leg. You know, they're getting a lot more sports-specific skill training. And, you know, it, it, it's helping them as they get – you know, get older, you know. Um, it's funny, man. It, it might be another show. You got got Dexter Washington on here, Sean. They're probably in a plan for the Division Four state title, man. So that might be something to talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. No pressure, no pressure. Man, go ahead. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you the Nemo. As the as the uh, returning state champ over there, Calvin Baptist, and I hope Vic watch this podcast. <laughs> I'm watching him. Every- you muted. You muted, Nemo. <laughs> yeah, man. I got I got rook, rookie rookie mistake. I'm muted over here uh, during that during that deal. I was gonna say I'm gonna tag everybody in the state, uh, so don't worry. Everybody will hear about it. I was gonna say, uh, Sean. Um, yeah. I've been in your gym. I know how important skill development is uh, yeah. to to your program. Um, but give me your perspective on on the, the shift in terms of youth basketball before they get to you guys uh, in, in the high school level. Yeah, man. Um, even just piggybacking off of what Jeff was saying, man, um, it's really good um, just to see us having kids hungry to want to be in that gym like that, you know, um, and, you know, in, in New Orleans, man, we, we have an influx of trainers, man, that, that really, really make themselves available to kids that honestly, um, you know, if they wouldn't have training, they'll just be average, but because they have this sport specific training, man, these kids get a chance to develop. And by the time they get, you know, to middle school and to high school, you know, those kids that, in normal cases, maybe when I was coming up, um, would be just the average kid. Like these kids, you know, they have a skill set. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, we, we have a lot more kids with a, a really good skill set, being able to, um, you know, pivot, being able to jab step without traveling, being able to, uh, you know, triple threat and swim through, you know, all of those little bitty things, being able to catch a um, 
catch a pass on the inside foot and knock down the jump shot. Just the little bitty things that you don't have to teach. Now kids can be a little bit more advanced when they get to your program. Um, and so it's really important. Um, and I, I tell you one thing, you know, for my program and, and just in my life, um, development is everything. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> development is everything, you know, uh, working and spending time and, and hundreds and, and, and hundreds of thousands of hours in that gym. It, it means it means everything um, to your program. It means everything to the game of basketball. And it means everything because ultimately what it's doing is keeping our kids out of trouble. You know what I mean? Um when they when 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 they when they're not in the gym or when they're not doing something sports specifically, man, you know our kids have too much. Whether it's social media, whether it's you know just 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 the violence outside, they have too much to get into. And so, man, as long as we can keep our kids, and I think that's the that's the that's the nature and the culture that you know most of our people that's that's developing our kids right now has has kind of adopted. You know, if we can keep them in the gym as much as possible, then there's a less likely chance that that kid to get in trouble doing something crazy. You know what I mean? So you got kids. So, so now you got this brotherhood with, with basketball really saving kids' lives. You know, because they'll be you know they're in the gym really working on their craft, getting better, possibly getting a scholarship. You know what I mean? Instead of you know, the other way around, man. So it's been it's been huge and my life has been huge in my program and it's huge and not only the city of New Orleans, but also the state of Louisiana. Yeah, this is a this is, you know, every state is different. Every region is different. We're, we're doing you know these shows for literally the entire world. Um, but it's a reality in Louisiana and, and, and NOLA specifically. You're, you got, you know, you got some some distractions. You've got things that that could could steer a young man or a young woman um, off the path. And and you guys as leaders have done a great job of keeping them on the path. I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to one of my former players who does skill training down in New Orleans, uh, Ernest Stretch Watson. Uh, he loves what he does down there. And he's he's um, you know, he, he's he's noticed that over the last couple of years. He's been my eyes and ears out there. He's like, you know, basketball's changing. You guys got great athletes in that state. And so now you, you give a more basketball specific instruction versus how to snap uh, a football or drop back and, and do a five step drop. You're going to be all right. Um, now, let me let me transition to this thought. And this is my thought. You guys might tell me I'm wrong. I noticed Louisiana, you guys have more tournaments uh, than any other state uh, than I've, I've ever noticed. Half of your guys' schedule from the high school side is just tournaments. Coach Washington and then Josh, I know you cover a lot of them. Talk, talk a little bit about like the importance of playing in tournaments and why you guys as, as basketball leaders have decided to do that with your scheduling. Well, well uh, you know, Jeff Jones and I, <laughs> I tend to call Jeff one of my better friends in, in the basketball industry in the state. And uh, we constantly talk every morning. We send prayers to each other every morning. And throughout the day, you know, we kind of depend on one another. And uh, when I first took the job over at Hamilton Christian nine years ago, uh, I always had a vision of taking over. I don't know if anybody ever remember the American Press Tournament. It was a big, big tournament here in Lake Charles. And I always watched that date that when I ever would take over a program, that would be the date that I would shoot for. And it was a date where a team from all over the state, all over the United States, that would come to Lake Charles to play basketball. Well, I guess this is year seven, and seven years ago we started it, uh, and we wanted to make it the elite tournament. We wanted to make a tournament of champions where we bring in not only the top teams in the state, we wanted to bring in the top players in the state. And the uh, reason for doing that was to bring the top coaches in the country in. And uh, Jeff and I put a game plan together, and you know, needless to say, he had Tristan Thompson and Brandon uh, Sampson on that team the year he came, year one, and uh, that became became a trend. And uh, and one of the things that we always talked about was going to go and play games in tournaments where our kids would get a better chance at exposure. Uh, the rumble on the lake came up, and then everybody started coming behind that. So one of the reasons I think people choose to play in tournaments, number one, is competitive. Number two, those are where your top players are going to be and your top teams. And when you bring top players and top teams, you bring top coaches. That is our way of giving our kids an opportunity. I'm talking about a kid that's not a Division Five kid or, or, or mid, mid-major kid. When you bring those type of kids into my tournament, uh, kids below that, Here's an opportunity for somebody to catch their eye and say, this kid here can play. 
uh, whether he was heavily recruited or not, or even being recruited. And that's kind of why, you know, the makeup of the tournaments in the state of Louisiana is very, very important. And if we didn't have to play district and nothing else, I think I played my whole schedule of tournaments throughout the whole season, 34 games, playing all over the state against the top competition in the state. So from my perspective, I think uh down in the lake is the elite tournament. Uh, it's where everybody want to be. And, uh, you know, we're going to do a small version of it this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep the tradition going. It's not what we want it to be, but we're going to come back next year bigger, better, and stronger. Uh, Madison Prep and Crescent City are going to be loaded. So we know they're coming. They're going to want to bring in Kim Texas, and, and I'm going to bring some out-of-state teams in. And we ain't worrying about the power ring. We want every coach in the country that want Division One player to come to Lake Charles and uh, recruit our player. For sure. Now, now, Josh, I want you, I want you to give me your perspective on this subject. But at the after Josh answers it, I want us. I'm gonna give coaches a chance to get a pen and paper while Josh is answering this question. I want us to write, rattle off a couple more names of some events so we can all write them down and then circle it on our calendar. Because like like I remember going to the Sugar Bowl uh, uh, event and I was like, oh my goodness, this is one of the best events in the country. I started calling people from all over, like, listen, figure out a way to get yourselves into this event. Um, Josh, you're you're in the gym all the time. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your perspective on the tournaments and then just how you, you're you able to cover all these events and, and what it means to the kids. Yeah, Coach Dex mentioned, you know, how it brings out, you know, the top coaches, you know, from all around the nation. It is, and it's going to bring out top media, too, because if you got ballers in the building, I'm trying to beat her. <laughs> uh, whenever you got a, a – it's, it's, whenever you can get so much talent in one spot – I mean, it just makes for such a great event. And we have a ton of those tournaments, like you said. I mean, I don't have much of a frame of reference for whatever what, what other states might be doing. But you, when you mentioned it, I did kind of notice we do uh, have a, a ton of tournaments down here. And um, one guy I think I want to shout out for that is uh, Maul Mundy. He puts yeah. on a ton of these tournaments. They're all well run. I mean, completely organized. He's got a... Uh, the Thanksgiving tournament coming up uh, next week. Man, Thanksgiving really snuck up on me. I've been, I've been to that event. I sat yeah. there from 9 a.m. until right. 9 p.m. Games all it, was, it was great. Yeah, Back-to-back uh, -back days. I think it's uh, yeah, Friday and Saturday. I usually miss the first day. Uh, I, I go out with family, but I always try to get there for the for that second day and try to catch, you know, whatever games I can. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll have that every year. And you mentioned the Sugar Bowl tournament that's put on by uh, WGNO and Ed Daniels, and they get they pull talent from all around the nation. And it's a it's a boys tournament and a girls tournament. And uh, just kind of a side note, our girls, especially in North Louisiana, the up and coming group that 2024 2025 class is going to be really really good. But um, you, you, like like you mentioned, I love the tournaments. I get to as many as I can, and uh, we, we're getting real heavy right now with a uh, football going on too. So I'm back and forth between everything right now. Uh, are there are there any other events we should we should mention? We mentioned obviously Coach Washington's event. Um, I know Sophie B. Wright uh, ran an event that was pretty good. Champions. Uh, that's so right, yeah. champions. Uh, what are some What are some of the other events? Just want to make sure we don't we don't miss out on any. You got the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Name, I, I don't I don't want you to miss out. Name on the Rumble on the River, baby. All right, Rumble on the River. Now, me and Keith got a little competitive thing going. He like to say he's the best in the state. And I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, but you know, the rumble on the river is like the SEC and the Big 12. Like, you got a lot of pros, you got some power five teams in both of them now. All right, now the rumble on the river this year, of course, due to COVID and, and capacity restrictions. But I had a 2014 bracket set, all right, and it will be back next year. So, yes, sir. rumble on the river, don't forget it. It's the third it's week of December, Miss. Third week of December, you heard it first, Rumble on the River. Let's, let's quickly, before I move on to the next question, I want to put this in frame of reference for all the, all the coaches listening. Coach Jones just mentioned there's 24 teams in this tournament. The Sugar Bowl had multiple brackets. It was 16 teams in each bracket. It's essentially like an AAU tournament with the sheer number of teams. It's highly organized. You're, you're going to have a chance to see in, in one day 30-plus teams. There's and I again there may be somewhere else that's doing that, but I haven't seen it. Uh, and so that's hats off to to the leaders of the state of Louisiana to have foresight to say, you know what, 
They, you got your bracket up here, Coach Watson. For those listening, Coach Watson is, is revealing the bracket. Over on the rising coaches to see it. There it is. We got the bracket. It's it's visible. Um, so so that's I, I think that's that's really important. Um, let's talk about this. What are the style of play different throughout the state? Um, Sean, I'm going to start with you, then then Coach Jones. I'm going I'm to get to you, and then Dex and Josh. You can finish it up. Is no are Nola ballers different than Baton Rouge ballers, and are they different than guys down in Thibodeau? Like, how does how does that all work? Right. Well, um, I mean, in, in New Orleans, man. I mean, you know, you, you know, you what you're going to get. You're going to get you're going to get gritty, grimy ballers. Um, you know, right now we we be laced with some high flyers um, that can play above the rim, but you know, you know, you're gonna get that throughout the state of Louisiana. I mean, that's what you're gonna get. I mean, you know, we, you know, we we put a chip on our shoulder because we we under recruited for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So I think all of us, all of us from North Louisiana all the way down to where we at, we feel like we have something to prove every single time we step on the court. So you're going to get that. That's the, that's, that's one thing that you're going to have in common. Now the style of play, style of play really depends on what kind of conference you in or what kind of district you in, you know, like in, if you're in a Catholic league, you know, things are, are more so of, you know, it's, it's centered around just running sets and, um and, and, and just different things like that. You know, if, if you are, you know, like a, a Carver, a McMain, those guys get after it. Yeah. They get after you. They make, you know, they, they, they use their length, um, and they swarm that basketball, you know, Booker T do the same thing. They got some high flyers. So, I mean, just throughout the whole state, you know, you have different styles of plays, but it, it's based on and it's predicated on the style of team that you have. But for the most part, no matter where you, what gym that you step in on, and, and if, if it's a talented ball club, you're going to get one thing for sure. You're going to get you're going to get um, guys that's going to step in there with a chip on their shoulder, ready to rock and roll. On the other side of it is. On the other side of it is, you know, one of the things one one of the things you gotta understand, guys, is that, you know, from 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 our side of it, you know, we are we 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 playing with a with this with this it's, it's almost like this competitive spirit, you know, of North Louisiana, um, you know, and 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 mid Louisiana and, and lower Louisiana. We you know, we wanna make sure that, you know, we we represent the right way and we wanna make sure that everybody's is getting the kind of exposure that they need at all times. So that's what that's kind of what we get, you know. Coach Jones, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, Sean kind of hit it on the head, man. You know, you're kind of similar. You know, we we don't have a Catholic league here, but we have a school like the Dunham, uh, the Catholic Highs, um, that are going kind of uh, Episcopal, that are going kind of be a little more systematic. Um, you know. Uh, Baton Rouge always said basketball coaches are just, you know, seemingly a little kind of technical um, because they don't – some of those schools always have that uh, higher level talent. Um, you know, uh, the Scotland Bills, uh, us, you know, kind of try to quick hitter type deal uh, because we kind of want to get as many shots up as fast, get as many trips up and down the floor as fast. And, and you know, we want to make the game as fast as we can. But um, if, if I had to say the different, definitely, and, and this has been since I was playing ball, New Orleans is always going to be, you know, theoretically more physical. You know, New Orleans is just a tough place, tougher kids, some good young coaches down there. You know, uh, say over there, uh, Carver does a good job. You know, um, you know he's got two very good players over there. Um, Sean Dumas is probably one of the most energetic coaches I've ever coached against. You know what I'm saying? Uh, our coach, first time I think a coach might have been in UNO one-day team camp. And, um, you know, I just heard of him, never really met him. Uh, but, you know, I heard him before I saw him because they went on like a 10-0 run, and he's jumping up and down and screaming at a, a summer thing. But he's out his there kids feed off of that. You know? Yeah, and his kids play, you know. So it's a really good young energetic coaches down in that in that, in that that New Orleans area. And their kids feed off of that. But New Orleans is always a, a – the, um, the, the real gritty, like you say, grimy, aggressive part. You know, down here, we got a mixture of that down here, too. You know, we kind of play with that. Uh, you got a lot of state champions, if you look at the, the, the history of the last five or six years in this Baton Rouge area. So they got a little swag, whether it's urban or not. Um, and, you know, North Louisiana is also physical. You know, it's like tackle football. 
Um, but you know, I think yes, it depends on you going. Now, and uh, now I will say maybe this last thing I'm gonna say. A lot of it depends on the officials. You know, in North Louisiana, they, they play football, tackle football all during the season. They get to the top 28 and 10 struggle because the whistles come out. You know, sometimes that was a knock on New Orleans, too. Some of those New Orleans schools that were really tough, the Landry Walkers, yeah. and yeah. some of those, yeah. uh, even way back to the LB Landrys, they were tough, tough, tough during the year, but they might get beaten in the third or fourth round of playoff because they couldn't adjust to the whistle. So that's why all of us try to go play all these tournaments and play different types of teams so we can experience different types of officiating because that's yep. what you're going to see in the top 28. Coach Washington, before you, you answer, I want to add to that. No, I hope this isn't disrespectful, but damn, y'all got the worst referees in, that I've seen in a while, man. I mean, them referees down in Louisiana, they, I mean, there's no consistency. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, I can say that because I'm not coming to coach high school ball down there. So if any referees from Louisiana want to team me up next time I walk in, feel free. Uh, but I, I mean, I've seen some things, boy. So, but that's something again. As an evaluator, I have to understand that that that's affecting the game, that's affecting the stats of these kids, and therefore I have to equate that. So, if I'm not in the gym and I don't see Josh's highlights at the end of the day, and I see a box score that says a kid might have had five points, eight points, ten points, that kid might still be a 15, 20 point guy, but he he just got in in foul trouble because of uh, a a really bad whistle, which. Unfortunately, uh, is a is a thing. I know as coaches, we always we always bitch about the refs, but but damn man, y'all y'all's referees are something else. Coach Washington, what what, what are you what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend the officials, man. I refereed for about three years. <laughs> I, I was always one of those guys that ended up calling the Final Four. I, I'll take you guys back, Ellen the coin on a game that was made on a free throw foul shot. Uh, with the Daniel boys playing. The Daniel, you may remember Greedy and Evan Daniel. Uh, Ellen had a really good basketball team. I actually officiated that game. So I think officials, once they get to the top 28, as a coach, if you hadn't figured it out and you hadn't taught your kids what they can and cannot do, then you're going to lose a lot of game. It's all about adapting to wherever you are. It's like anywhere you go, you got to adapt. It's so much for the officials, man. Uh, I love officials. I want that to be known right here on your show. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make sure we put that all the way out there, man. Neymar hey, doesn't like the officials, but Dexter Washington does. That's a call of two down the stretch run against Crescent City. I can promise you that. I'm man, gonna be- I tell you what, I'm gonna be sitting right behind the score stick to see how that thing plays out. Um, but 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 generally, man, Jeff and, and, and Sean, and I'm sure John, everybody going to hear it. The one thing, the culture in Louisiana, and, and what makes me understand it better than anything, is that when we try to put our travel teams together, uh, you know, all our kids that participate, they just play hard. Don't necessarily be the most talented kid, but they're going to play hard. Because Sean said it earlier, we're under-recruited, uh, nobody know who we are, you know, they're always looking at this guy and that guy. So the pride of Louisiana, whether you're in New Orleans, whether you're in Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Monroe, or whatever, uh, the, the object of the game is to lock up the best guy and show him we better than that. But overall, the culture in the state of Louisiana, other than the methodical teams that have to be methodical to win and compete, uh, you know, I, I applaud coaches at Catholic High and Dunham and uh, St. Thomas More. Those and, and and my good friend Mike McGuire. Uh, those yeah. guys are some of the less talented teams. And they always end up in in championship situation, and they had a better athlete. But the same thing applies to their team. That those kids are still going to play hard in the system that they're taught. They're going to do all the things, and and it's just a culture in Louisiana. We just going we gonna suit up, show up, and we are gonna play hard. I mean, that's what the coaches do. We suit up, we show up, and we gonna coach hard. You know, so I think it trickles down from like Sean, energy, Jeff. You know, you got to go in Jeff, and you know be around Jeff during the locker room sessions. I mean, when they come out there, the team don't have a chance. I promise you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the energy after halftime is a lot different, you know, from the coaching perspective. But, you know, hard playing. Hard. We just blue-collar coaches, blue-collar players. Man, that's great. Josh, any – any? I mean, you guys covered it well. Any, any additional perspective on that? Uh, I guess with the officiating, I'll kind of piggyback on Coach Dexon. I'm going to defend them, too. I'm going to defend them, too, because uh, it's, at least the ones in our area, I know some of these guys, like, they really care. 
late, like yeah. even you know how you talk about you watching, like they watch the highlights too. And like if, if there's a call that's kind of iffy, like they might come to me during the time I'd be like, Would you would you think we got that right? Or so I know at least from this area that they, they want to get it right. Now when you get to the top 28 and you kind of get everybody from everywhere, it really does. I've seen some games that were just just completely just botched because they're calling this, they're calling that, they're calling like there's no flow to the game, it slows down. Now we've got scores in the upper 30s and it's just not it's not good to watch but um uh, I, I guess just from that perspective I, I, I'll throw him a bone right there and uh, I know some of these dudes they, they're real good guys I love yeah. it I love it all right so there's no secret Louisiana to boot y'all are a football state right it, it, it's it's not a basketball state uh, we could argue that but I, I I would I would say I think you guys all agree what what kind of challenges does that present um, for your guys' programs on the high school side? And how does it affect the AAU side? Dex, I want to start with you because because you're you're everything over there at Hamilton Christian. So you don't have any complications, but let's let's just go go around the horn on how, how football affects basketball and then definitely how it affects AAU when when the summer times guys are getting ready for training camp and, and maybe they don't they're not around. Well you know, for us, and I'm not going to speak for them, but I think I can say what I'm thinking is because we hold up on this a lot. We recognize a kid has have a great opportunity in football uh, to make it rather than basketball. See, everybody can't play college basketball. We understand that. Uh, you know, you either got to be a great shooter, a great point guard, have some size, or if you're in between all that and you can't handle the ball and you can't shoot – but you're a pretty darn good football player. And as a coach, I'm going to push him the one way that I think he have a better chance. So for me, there's never going to be a conflict because as the coach uh, of both of them, I got to identify my opinion, which one I think you have a better chance there. Remember 80 scholarships in football, 15 in basketball. And that's sometimes trickle down to three per year. And you may not even be in a year where they're offering that many scholarships. But mm-hmm. football yeah, happens. So, you know, as a coach, I don't want to ever be selfish. And I don't think any of these guys here other than Sean, because he don't have football at his school. He got rid of it so he could just have basketball. <laughs> uh, Jeff and I, you know, a little bit different. We got football programs. And I'll never forget, I'll say this quickly. I had a point guard who came to me for basketball. And then he went on the football for his freshman year. And he played in the elite organization of Unknown. And one day, Jeff and I was talking, and it wasn't that he was a good basketball player because he was probably the toughest, hardest kid Jeff had. Jeff said, it's time for Keenan to go back there. I said, you agree. I signed him up for all the football camps. He said, I'm going to play AAU ball. I'm going to just play school ball. Hell, Keenan is starting safety at Graham State University. Got him an extra year and doing real, real well. So it's always about his needs first. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What do you what do you guys think, Jeff and Sean? Uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna be real quick on this. Uh, Dex knows I have I have two kids that are on the football field that, that came here, kind of basketball players. One of them name is uh, Sean Chris. Last year, the sophomore quarterback had over 44 touchdowns, and another is Quincy Wiggins. And this is Quincy's first year playing um, football. He never touched the football since like youth football. Played two years of basketball, and I kind of convinced him to go out there. And, you know, so far now, he's been offered by Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Virginia Tech, um, and a couple others. I mean, and Quincy, for a while, he thought he was going to be about 270 pounds. But he's also, you know, turning into one of the best strong style defensive ends, um, you know, in the country. And he's, you know, like I say, he's just still going to play school ball. And, uh, you know, really excited about having him when I play Hamilton Christian and, and Crescent City next year, you know. They'll put some on old John and old Malachi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let me let me ask this. What what are families, and, and Sean and Josh, I'll, I'll start with you two. What are families <laughs> in Louisiana really looking for when it comes to college? Obviously, you guys made it really clear as coaches, as leaders, and men, you guys help them identify early on where their best opportunity is to get a scholarship. So now we're past that stage. We're, we're, we're getting recruited. 
So to now as a, as a student athlete, I'm getting recruited. What, what do I as a Louisiana baller and my family, what are we primarily looking for? Well, I know um, from the New Orleans side, you know, here's the reality. Like a lot of our kids and a lot of our athletes, um, not all of them, but a lot of them come from, um, you know, unfortunate circumstances inside their household, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know just dealing in my dealings um, with, with not just my kids, but also Louis, uh, Louisiana and New Orleans kids, um, a lot of families really want their kid to go to a place where they'll have a, a, a stand-up guy that's recruiting them, um, almost like a father figure or a mentor, somebody that can really help them and, um, and, and, and won't just have their kid out there, you know, 350 miles away, stranded. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. But somewhere that feel like home, somebody that um, that's going to really take care of their, their child, you know, um, like their own, you know, because a, a lot of our moms and our dads and our parents down here, you know, they're, they're very nurturing. You know what I mean? They, they, they care about their kids just like everywhere. But, um, you know, down here, I, you know, because because of, they have so much stuff our kids can get into, our parents are a little bit more uh, inserted inside our kids' lives to make sure that they steer them the right way. And they want the same thing for them when they go to college. You know, they don't they want to feel comfortable in a sense that if, if if I'm giving you my child, then I'm giving you my child. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the same parental um, authorities as, you know, as uh, as I have, you know, uh, I had a kid, um, I had a kid, you know, that went, that, that played, uh, at Elkhorn State, Byron Joshua, you know, Byron Joshua's mom told, told his college coach at Elkhorn State, you know, like, you know, if, if Byron not doing anything you do, then you have all authority to, to do whatever you need to do, he, you know, to help him become a man, the man he's supposed to be, you know, and, and that's what it's about, you know, it's about just, um, we, we, our kids need that. You know what I mean? I, you know, our families want that for our kids because they want our kids to really make it just like everybody else. And, and, and that's what it is. What do you think, Josh, on that subject? Yeah, I think Coach Coach Doom has uh, really hit it on the head. The number one thing that I hear whenever I ask a kid or, or a parent, like, what, uh, what made you choose this school or that school? It's always, you know, it felt like home. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, you know, they, they want to feel comfortable. They want to feel like the the coach actually cares about them outside of just the sport, and you know they they, they want to you know they want to be held accountable. A lot of them want to be held accountable now. Every now and then you'll get some parents that are a little bit delusional that maybe think the kid is a little bit better than where they are, and maybe they want them to play too early, and that <laughs> all that kind of stuff eventually starts coming into play. But definitely at the beginning, they just want to feel you know love. They want to feel like it's a it's a spot that they can go to and grow. And, and maturing to, you know, a, a, a upstanding and women. So uh, I, th I think that's the number one thing is just feeling like home and feeling comfortable. Yeah. All right. Well, com coming down the, the stretch here with, with our discussion, um, I, my opinion is your guys' state is severely under-recruited. Okay. Uh, so what, what one, what's your guys' opinion on that and uh, in, in perspective, but then more so th than anything, um, you know, if I'm a if, if I'm a lower level coach, Division two, low D one, uh, anywhere in the in the country, uh, can I can I come in to, to Louisiana and, and make some headway? Or are these kids want to stay down in the region in the in the South if they're good enough? Are they going to always go to LSU because that's the state school? How does how do those kind of nuances work, um, Coach Jones and Coach uh, Washington? I'll let you guys get started on that. Well, Neil, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, um, just a little bit on that last question that it goes into this one. Down here, and, and those coaches that really care, like Sean, like Keith, uh, like myself, and there's many others, you know, Kenny Sykes and um, Carlos Sam, there's a lot of them I can name. We have a, a different kind of responsibility on us as in other, other regions of the country. Right, a lot of our kids – like from free lunch programs. A lot of our kids are from single parent homes. A lot of our kids, I've been here nine, ten years. I've been blessed to send over 30-some kids to college. But I've heard some kids have gone to college. Only four or five would have gone had they not played basketball. Hmm. So that's one reason why we bust our butt and we work hard in the gym. We practice Christmas and New Year's and six days a week. But it ain't for the rings that's behind us. You know what I'm saying? Right. My biggest joy is getting kids in school because if it wasn't for this, it wouldn't happen. That's why 
Sean gives up his time and goes to coaches AAU. That's why Dennis coaches AAU and does what he does. He's been with us. Live on now. That's why I do what I do because that AAU doesn't put a dollar in our pocket. But that has helped me to elevate not only kids from my program, but kids from other schools. You know, this year we had a kid to sign from Opelousas High that that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't got that exposure. Ronald Bell up at Ruston. So, John Quirk, so, so for, for us, you know, we are a very important device for those kids. You know, I've talked to just today five college coaches about different kids, not just kids at our school. Because like you said, the Division II, Division three school, they don't have the extensive or elaborate recruiting budgets to come to New Orleans or come to Baton Rouge or go to Lake Charles or wherever, Alexandria, to look for it. They don't have any money, like talking about. You know, so they'll be catching kids in the event and they only get to see them one time. So, um, you know, it, it makes us have to work a lot, but the most rewarding thing for us, I know how hard Sean Doom has worked for Byron Joshua. You know, I know how hard Keith worked work for, 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 for um, Keenan Fontenot and all his kids. You know, yep. uh, he, he's had more than Keenan. But that's just a, a, a labor of love that we all take on. And that, yep. that gives us, I know for me, more joy than any title or any coaching of the year accolade, anything like that. And, and I would say this to our listeners, if you want to get connected with any of these coaches, just just tweet us, uh, send me an email. I get you guys these guys' numbers. What they just said is is so spot on. It's not just them helping just their kids. They're, they're all interconnected, helping each other across the state. Um, and, and, you know, you guys as a, as a state are, are some of the most unified uh, coaches that, that I've seen. And I, I think that's what has been such a joy to, to get to know everyone in Louisiana that I've gotten to know. Um, you guys are easy to deal with. Uh, it's no nonsense. It's, it's, it's cut and dry and it's all pure. It's about the kids. It's about the right things. And that's, to me, um, you know, what, what makes, makes it frictionless when it comes to, uh, as a college coach, saying, hey, should we go down this road and invest in a couple years, a couple months, even a couple weeks, whatever it may be in, in that recruitment uh, to get to it. Um, we're going to get into our last segment here, guys. This is the fast break. All right. You, you see the I'm, I promise I'm going to mention every single episode. we got my banner at the bottom. High tech. We, we, we spare no expense. Shout out to Dr. Dish, our sponsor, uh, making sure we spare no expense to get that there. Um, all right, I'm going to start. Uh, this first question is going to go to to Josh, then Dex, then Sean, then Jeff. All right, uh, I want you guys to tell me, uh, and we're filming this right now on draft night. All right, this will this will come out much past draft night. But who's the next name that's going to get their name called by the by the NBA Association? Give me a name. It could be any class. Who's one of the top up and coming kids? Josh, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I'm gonna go Chris Lockett at Newman, uh, 2023 kid. I, I think I think he's next up. He's being coached by Randy Livingston, uh, one of the best in the business. So that's that's my pick. Great name, and he's very good. Yes, he's very yeah. good. Coach Washington, what do you think? Hey, I tell you what, if he make a decision to go basketball, I think the next person in the state that could come out, it just got to be what the choice is. Is Keon Coleman. And where does Keon go to school? He goes to school at Opelousa Catholic. The problem with Keon, he's one of the top three in basketball in the state, and he's probably one of the top five in football in the state. He's got a good he's got a good problem ahead of him. That's a real good name. Problem. Good. So uh I know we talked about basketballs, but I'll throw his name out there. Uh to me, he has the best chance of getting his name called ever. That's a good one. Coach Dumas, what you got? Woo, man, man, man. This is a fast break, huh? So fast break. Fast break. If I shoot a labels worth two points, I'm gonna give you two names. All right. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Man, I, I tell you this. Um, one one kid that I, I'm really excited about, um, just as high high as Mode is. I think that if he can fine-tune his skill set, man, I think that we 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 will be reading about this kid. It's the kid Solomon Washington. I think Solomon have a chance to really be special, man. He he's doing some really good things um down here in Nola. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this what, thing right back to what, uh, what, what class and what what school? Solomon is 2022, and he's uh -huh. at Carver. Yeah, he's at Carver. Okay. He's a high flyer, man. He's a high riser. He plays with a 
unbelievable more. I think the thing that's his 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 motor, man. And you know, I'm a I'm a keep this thing Crescent City too. Man, I gotta throw two names. I think the next name is Jonathan Kelly, man. John Kelly, class of 2023, um, Crescent City Crest Christian School. You know, uh, I I got I gotta go there, man. I gotta go there. I agree with you about John Kelly. If you if you want to follow up on him, just go through who I follow on Twitter because I definitely follow John Kelly. Waiting for the time to to recruit him, no question. Uh, Coach Jones, yes, sir. Uh, I got I got three names. All right, I got three okay. names. Go over to three, baby. One of them I gotta go. To me, to me, the the most intimidating and the meanest. High school basketball player would be best motor and upside is Solomon. Solomon Washington intimidates me. And I watch his game get better and better. And um, his coach job of letting him expand his game, put the ball on the floor and stuff like that. We play them on January 23rd. And I hope he has Solomon shooting a bunch of three-pointers. And, um, <laughs> and he's working on uh, You know, my next name – my next name uh, is going to be a bit of a surprise to some people, but when you look at the Trey Youngs and the, and the Steph Currys and those guys, this guy does have a chip on his shoulder. He didn't have the best summer in the world. And, uh, because, you know, people speak for him. Uh, Amaya Donald, you know, a kid can put the ball in the hole. Uh, he can shoot the ball. And, you know, people say Trey Young couldn't get there because he wasn't physical enough. He wasn't this and that. Well, the NBA is all about scoring. Uh, and if Marion continues to get better, um, I think he has a chance. And last but not least, I'm going to have to go down to 17th Street, man. Uh, Percy Dance, you know, 6'9", 240. Uh, he's a traditional five, and they just don't make very many of those. All right, so always room at the end for a big man. All right, so those are nope. – no doubt. Coach Jones, I'm going to start with you. We're going to go back in reverse order. Name an assistant coach, a college assistant coach who does a great job recruiting the state of Louisiana. Cut off. I can't hear you, huh? Name a college assistant coach who does okay. a great job recruiting the state uh, of Louisiana. Uh, I, that's pretty easy. State of Louisiana, assistant coach. I gotta go with. Uh, I'm back down in New Orleans. Uh, I gotta go with Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson is uh, probably one of the best assistant coaches as far as recruiting the states. Um, you know, build a relationship. Guy did the same thing at UL and he's doing now at Tulane. He's a great asset to their staff. I have to go with Kevin Johnson as he's that assistant coach. Love it, love it. Shout out to to Kevin Johnson, Sean. Give me a name. And, and it's gonna sound so cliche, but I'm not. I, I, and I mean it, man. Nima, I'm gonna I'm say you, man. Listen, um, man, you you've been you've been down here so much, man. And you know, I, man, you you the real deal, man. So my 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 choice is you, Nima, man. You you I mean you, especially. I, I can only speak for myself, man. And and in the area that you've been around, man. But you you you're that guy for me. I appreciate that uh, wholeheartedly, Sean. That's um, that you left me speechless there, Josh. What, what you got? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Coach Word Poplin at uh, at, just at a community college. At, at yeah, uh, he's really he's really locked in, and uh, he's one of the one of the trainers that we have around here. He trains a bunch of kids, and uh, he comes from the high school ranks, and he's he's like I said, he's locked in, and he's always looking for kids and always trying to give them exposure. And, and always trying to help him in, you know, any way he can. So I'm going to go worry about him. I, I love that name. Shout out to Coach Rory and the New Orleans Wolves and, and Delgado Community College. He does a great job. Coach Washington, give me a name of somebody. For me, it would be a tie. Two guys. Okay. I, I think the guy that is leading the pack of them, uh, only because of the experience and opportunity, uh, is KJ, Kevin Johnson. Uh, but the guy that's right on his heel in the state of Louisiana, that uh, a couple more years that have a great chance of maybe passing him up because he's a workaholic and he loves the game is uh, Coach Jay Smith at UNO. I think Jay is is up and coming his first year over there, but uh, he reaches out tremendously all over the state. And, uh, you know, I think Jay is going to be that next guy. That Those are great names. All right, now I'm going to come to you, Josh, and then go to Jeff, Sean, and Dex. Only one answer. No more. Y'all are like politicians, man. Y'all could y'all could be running for for Congress or something. 
Name one college that's doing a great job recruiting state. Josh, you first. Uh, you do, if I got to go one. one. I'll hit the mute button if you try to give me a second one. Uh, all right. See, I, oh, I got two, but I, I'll say. This fast break, Josh. Give me one. I'll say UL. UL? Okay. I'll say UL. Shout out to the Cajuns, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Coach Jones? Um, recruiting the state of Louisiana. That's right. I got to go with my main man. I'm, I'm going to say the college, but I got to say the man because he, he's got a lot to do to get them kids. Jay Smith, UNO, privateers, those kids that came in that last class would not be there without Jay Smith. I'm just keeping it real. That was they got my a great program there. Great program, great setup. Let me tell you, you walk out that that backside at UNO uh, right there by the lake, I mean, that is paradise now. That's a that's a uh, sleeping giant. Um, Coach Sean, give me a man. I have to I have to keep it real. I'm going to piggyback off Josh. I'm going right back to Delgado. Um, Man, they they taking kids, local kids and all. I think the whole roster is Louisiana based. Um, The whole roster is Louisiana based and they're taking kids that wouldn't have opportunity somewhere else. And they're putting kids in college. Go with Delgado, man. So that's perfect. And then that means as college coaches, we need to pay more attention to Delgado Community College, which I can attest has talent. And they got guys that if they were in 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 a different state, maybe a little bit earlier where there's a little bit more hype and a little bit more media attention, they might be ranked a a whole lot different. Uh, Coach Washington, not letting you off the hook. One school, not two, one school. What you got? And man, I think I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Uh, It's, it's uh man, you know, it's a tie because my relationship is even with both. All of them. right, go ahead, Coach Washington. <laughs> Fine. I just think between UNO and UL, they do the best job of recruiting the state of Louisiana. Bar none. Yeah, that's I, that's great. I think both of those schools are locked into the state of Louisiana first before they look elsewhere. Check their The rosters don't lie. No doubt. No doubt. All right, last. Last two questions. Let's have a little bit of fun. Coach Coach Washington, I'm going to start with you. You getting a daiquiri or you getting a hand grenade? Coach, to be honest with you, Coach Washington is going to get him some pineapple and orange juice. I'm not getting either one of them, buddy. Okay. I love that. I love that. Right, Josh? All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to pass to No, I don't want either one. Man, you uh, give me them. some uh, some peanut on the wall, some from from a Give me a little peanut on the wall. I'll take that. Okay, all right, fair enough. I'm I'm writing down notes, Sean. Um, I'm going straight with Gatorade, baby. Tipping yeah, Gatorade. I, I know, I know you're not you're not tipping them back. I, I respect that. Now, last question. I want everybody to answer this one for. Hold me. on, Josh got to answer. Josh got to answer. Josh, Josh, Josh got to answer. Josh got to. I'm a crown world man myself. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of Sprite on it. That's my pick. Crown Royal Sprite. That'd be that'd be my go-to. Um, somebody answer this question for me. Who that? We that. And what does that mean? Don't be the one. Uh, nah, that goes. San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers? I don't know not, bro. Drew, yeah, I mean, the 49ers are my favorite team, man. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. Yeah, you are. San Francisco 49ers, man. Yeah, no longer covering Crescent City games. Man, that's breaking news. Hold up, hold up. Before you say that, Josh, first of all, you should be the first one covering the Crescent City game because you guys should be thankful that we gave charity charitably our best linebacker to you guys. So I would expect you to be at the oh, next Crescent City game, like with bell, bells and whistles on, baby. Well, that, that was y'all fault. Dude, we nah, we don't owe y'all for that. Y'all messed up. I love it. I love it. If, As you could tell, the coaches all around the state of Louisiana, you guys get along. You guys help each other. You're all about the right stuff. You're all about the kids. Um, and that's how, as Coach Jones so eloquently said, uh, it's a labor of love and how you've gotten so many guys into school. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us, coming through the tunnel and uh, bringing some light to Louisiana Hoopers. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's let's talk about it on Twitter. I want hoopers that that listen to this, drop your 
your highlight tape on the on the Twitter feed. So coaches that are listening to this show, they can go through and, and just scroll right down and watch your highlight video. And if you want to get in touch with any of these coaches or any of the other great coaches in the state, feel free to tweet me at Nima Omidvar. I want to thank you guys again. And uh, we are out of here. Peace. Thank you for having us, man. All right, baby.